Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. <laughs> Lil Barron. How, How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. So um, I was just checking our numbers for the Huntsman World Senior Games. I was just running reports and just trying to figure out where we are. It is exciting. It's exciting. We're excited. We are excited. You know, you take a year off unexpectedly um, against your will. Right. Because you have to. (laughs) No one wanted to experience what we've experienced in 2020. And we're not alone. There are lots of people that have been affected, you know, personally and professionally and emotionally and spiritually and everything. Like, and and we were no exceptions. We felt all those things, but to be able to move forward and to move beyond that is exciting to us. I think here at the Huntsman World Senior Games, it's fair to say that we're all excited. Every one of us. And if registrations (laughs) for the games are any indication, it also seems that the senior athletes of the world are are also very excited. So I just want to throw a few numbers at you just to give you kind of an update on where we are so people know where we're at. We've got 673 (laughs) teams registered. Now that's across all of our team sports. So we're talking softball, soccer, volleyball, basketball yeah. across all the team sports. 673 total teams. <laughs> that is an indication of excitement. We register our teams on the 1st of January. Yep. It opens up at midnight mountain time. Yep. <laughs> and there are people I know. There are individuals, there are team managers, <laughs> coaches, um, you know, organizers who are waiting for that midnight hour. <laughs> To go in and register their team this year was no exception. Wow. And now here we are, three weeks and a few days into, I'm, I'm sorry, a couple of months into team registration right. with 673 total teams. That includes 40 women's soccer teams. 40 women's soccer teams is a great tournament. Now, listen, listen, again, it's all about perspective and understanding the numbers. Of course, there are soccer tournaments out there in the world that are much bigger than 40 teams. Of of course, there are. There are youth soccer tournaments. There are many tournaments that have, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds of teams. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you look at the those tournaments that are all ages, for example, the number of teams that are over the age of 50 Forty teams is a That's big, a big tournament, and we're excited <laughs> to host that. It's a big deal. These are these are women's teams, and we're, yeah. we're just super excited to have that. Three hundred and eighty-two softball teams. Oh. I didn't is, realize there was that many <laughs> softball teams in the <laughs> right, world. Right? Ever? Well, this this is the largest single senior softball tournament. In the world, it's a, wow. it's that's connected to the games, but it's the large. If you just took softball tournaments, senior softball tournaments, ages fifty and above, right. largest in the world, three hundred and eighty-two softball teams. That includes both men and women. Yeah. But man, what a what an incredible undertaking! What an incredible privilege Absolutely. to be a part of that. Absolutely. Once again, showing the excitement level yeah. that people have about <laughs> being able to move forward. We have two hundred and six volleyball teams. Oh goodness. 
That's amazing. <laughs> it is right? amazing. It's amazing. Plus, we have teams in basketball for both men and women, and and you know the list goes on. Yeah. We're also adding a brand new team sport this year. I know. You know what it is? Yes, I do. I'm so excited. Rugby. Yeah. Rugby. So we've already got ten teams registered for rugby, and well, you know, once again, there are bigger rugby tournaments out right, there in the world right. but from a senior standpoint this is exciting and from a first year standpoint right. very very exciting and they're coming from yeah. all across the United States of America yes. a number of teams that are coming from back east all the way out to the southwest desert of St. George Utah St. George <laughs> yeah there's a number of people that, are, that aren't even exactly sure how to get here but they're excited right. and uh, have registered and remember this is for an event that is happening in October and it's only March. Right. So there's there's ah. there's room for more teams to come in and and listen on a number of those sports that I already mentioned, um, you know, softball in particular, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those age divisions and age groups are filled up. But if you're a team manager <laughs> and, and it's you're, March. And it's March, exactly. But if you're a team manager and you're wondering, Oh, I oh I wanted to do that, but I, I might have missed it, listen. Give it a shot. Right. Try because there there are some divisions that are still open, and if it's closed, which you might run into, mm-hmm. um, get your name on a waiting list because right. things happen. Sometimes fields open up. Sometimes teams drop out. Right. Uh, there's there's still hope, you know, and, and we're still a long ways away from the tournament. A lot can happen <laughs> over the next several months. So if you've been sitting on the fans, or if you've heard from someone, oh, they've already closed. That's not that's not going to work for me this year. Give it, a, give it a try. Uh, there's no guarantees. Right. We can't guarantee that we'll be able to get you in. Many of our of our age divisions really are closed right now. But get yourself on a waiting list because who knows what could happen. We still may be able to get you into the game. Right. So as I mentioned, team registration opened in January. Yeah. Uh, we opened individual registration on March 1st, which just opened a few weeks ago. Yeah. How do you think that's going? Pretty good, I'm seeing. I think. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, you are right. It's going pretty well. In I can't fact, wait to hear the number. With just over three weeks in, three weeks and a few days, yeah. we have registered over 3,000 oh, total gosh. athletes, which is almost, it's not quite, but it's almost 30% yeah. of where we expect to end up at the end. And again, who knows where we're going right, to go with this? Right, you know, right. there's so many unknowns and variables that we're working with, but 3,000 Three weeks In into three March weeks. tells me there's <laughs> excitement. So yes. listen, we're not trying to measure the the success of the games right now. We'll have to do that right. in October and in November once the games are over. What we're measuring right now <laughs> is excitement, right? Right. And uh, it, it seems to really you know uh, yeah. collaborate or corroborate our own excitement yeah. about the games right now. It's amazing. We've got over 800 pickleball athletes oh. that have registered. We have over a thousand softball players that have registered. <laughs> And again, the list goes on yeah. and on and on. Uh, you know, representation from all 35 of our sports in the registration area. It's, it's exciting. We, it we talked about a brand new team sport. Mm-hmm. That's rugby. rugby. We are also adding two brand new individual sports this year. Okay. We've got bocce. And we've got indoor rowing. So, you know, not only are we just excited to be moving forward, but but we're in a growth phase. You know, we're, we're adding new sports. Let's talk just a little bit about each one of those two new sports, starting with bocce. 
Oh, yeah. So bocce was developed in its present form in Italy. Mm-hmm. For those who are not familiar, it's closely related to what we call lawn bowling or, mm-hmm. or British bowls mm-hmm. or French patanki. It's, it's, it's all a variation of the same game. These were all games that were developed and played in the Roman Empire. So as the soldiers, <laughs> as the Roman soldiers were out conquering the world, as, as they were doing at the time, in, the, in their downtime at nighttime as they're sitting around the fire, they would play these similar games and they're all a variation of the theme you start with a, a smaller ball or a smaller item yeah. um, we call it a jack in uh, lawn bowls we call it the same thing in bocce and you throw that small ball or that small item away from you and then you have larger balls or, or, or items that you throw closer mm-hmm. that you try to throw towards that jack yeah. and then the closest wins. That's kind of the that's kind of the theme that we're playing on here. Yeah. One of the great things, this is this is really cool about bocce, is its accessibility. It's available to people right. regardless of their you know their physical abilities. Right. Did you know I didn't know this, but it is now the third most played sport among Special Olympics athletes. Oh. So super, super accessible. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a sport that anybody can play and easy to learn. And, of course, like anything, the more you play it, the better you get it. It's not like you can walk onto a bocce court and you're an expert. It takes practice. But it is very, very accessible. We and tried cool. that once, remember? We did. And, 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 yeah. We were not very good. <laughs> no. so, some of our staff was better than you and I were. Right. But we struggled a little hey, bit. we had fun, though. But we had a blast. That is for sure. Tons of fun to play. Right. Not to be outdone, let's touch on indoor rowing. Okay. So this is a sport that's competed on those indoor rowing machines. Mm-hmm. We've all seen them, possibly even worked out on them in our gyms. This year at the games, we have a 2,000 meter race, a 5,000 meter race, and then this is a fun one, a 2,000 meter relay, which is where there are four team members. Mm-hmm. They all take their turn, each rowing 500 meters, mm-hmm. and then collectively, you end up going 2,000 meters. Wow. Uh, that's going to be a fun one to yeah. me. It's going to be the transition is going to be, yeah. you know, a, a play a big part in that. It's just going to be a ton of fun. So, in the spirit of new sports, Lil, okay. I wanted to share a few new, maybe not new, but a little bit crazy sports. New okay. to us, new to All me. Right. Let me say that. New okay. to me sports that are going on in the wide world. Are okay. you ready? I am. The first one is called wing boarding. Uh, what? Never heard of it. No, Never heard of it. No. I hadn't either. I hadn't either. So here's the deal. Okay. This is crazy. Lil, this is crazy. Thrill seekers will soon be able to wind surf through the sky while being towed by an airplane. Okay. I'm an out. airplane. I'm out. I'm out. No. <laughs> no not for you? No. Not for you? No. So this new adventure sport known as wingboarding is being developed where an aerofoil shaped board Cuts through the air while attached to an airplane. An airplane. Oh, Lil, it's crazy. Gosh. Lead engineer Aaron Wipazinski is developing the board and said it would be easy to manage with adrenaline junkies able to control the board by shifting their weight, much like a snowboard or a wakeboard. He said, wingboarding is like a wakeboard, but instead of slicing through waves behind a boat, oh. you're being towed by a plane carving through the clouds. I don't even want to watch it. I haven't convinced you yet. No. Still not for you. No. So Mr. Wipazinski is from Alabama in the United States and has already built a scale model of his design and is now preparing to build the first full-scale prototype. So it hasn't actually been done yet. It's all theoretical at this point all he needs is to raise two hundred and seventy thousand dollars 
to complete the project. It sounds like an investment opportunity for you, Lil. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Your risk tolerance is not quite there. Yeah, remember I... In a previous life, I worked in insurance. That <laughs> is uh, not good. Uh, it, it sounds crazy to me as well. But uh, the wing border, they say, will be towed by light aircraft to get safely. What, uh, I mean, they're saying safely here, but um, I mean, who knows? To get safely back to the ground, the rider would pull a parachute on their back and then detach from the aircraft and safely descend. A separate parachute in their board would also help it to fall gently to the earth. Yeah, no. You're still saying no. No, big no. Okay, I think I'm probably a no on that one oh, as good. well. I think I'm probably a no on that one. Wingboarding, though. Wingboarding. Look it up if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got another one. Okay. Chess boxing. Chess boxing. Yeah, chess boxing. Chess boxing is a hybrid sport that combines two traditional pastimes. The first one is boxing the first one is boxing (laughs) and the second one is chess it's in the name right it's in the name who knew this is crazy little contestants compete in alternating rounds of chess and boxing so the basic idea in chess boxing is to combine these two disciplines one demanding a, a, a mental aspect and the other obviously demanding a physical aspect it, it, you combine it into a merger sport that demands the most of its competitors, the governing bodies of chess boxing. And there are two. Lil, there are two governing bodies are the World Chess Boxing Organization and the World Chess Boxing Association. So... Uh, I don't know. I, I again, this this is a this is a, an interesting one to me. Chess boxing was invented by French comic book artist Enki Bilal and adapted by Dutch performance artist Yippie Rubing as an art performance and has subsequently grown into a competition sport. Chess boxing is particularly popular in Germany, the United Kingdom. India and Russia. Okay. I'm glad nobody can see my face. <laughs> it is still just what? <laughs> it's legit. It's legit. People around the world love to YouTube? do this. I um, yes, I've actually I have actually seen a video really? of it. I have actually seen a video of it. Okay. It's crazy. It's chess and it's boxing. It's chess boxing. The first chess boxing competition took place in Berlin in 2003. That same year, the first world championship fight was held in Amsterdam in cooperation with the Dutch Boxing Association, as well as the Dutch Chess Federation, under the auspices of the World Chess Boxing Organization that was founded in Berlin shortly before. Dutch middleweight fight. Yepi Rubing, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and Jean-Louis Vinstra faced each other in the ring. After his opponent exceeded the chess time limit, Rubing won the fight in the 11th round, going down in the history books as the first ever world chess boxing champion. Oh. And that was in 2003. So it continues on. They're still wow. doing it today. How do you win in chess boxing was my question. Maybe yeah. you have the same question. Yeah. Here's how it works. A chess boxing match can end by any of the following. A victory by knockout or a technical knockout in boxing. A victory by checkmate in chess. 
a loss due to exceeding the chess game's time control. So that's, you know, that you've seen when they yeah. hit the clock and they go back and forth. They kind of have speed chess. So that's the that's the, the version of chess that they're playing here. You can, you can uh, win by the other person resigning on either discipline. Or victory can be um, awarded due to disqualification of opponent by the referee in either discipline following multiple warnings for extended inactivity, overextending playing time, or rule infractions. So there are referees. They're judging this, making sure that it's fair. The rule, This rule prevents a player who is in an unwinnable position in one of the disciplines from stalling and attempting to win in the other discipline. <laughs> So, you know, there are rules here. If the chess game ends in a draw before the final round, one more round of boxing is held. So boxing will be the decider in that case. If this round also ends without a clear victory, the fighter who is ahead on boxing points wins the overall bout. If the chess draw occurs in the final round, the fighter ahead on points is immediately declared the winner. In either case, if the bout ends with both fighters tied on points, the one playing the black chess piece wins the bout due to not having the first move advantage in chess. I will say, though, thankfully, this scenario has not yet occurred in the practice as of 2021. So chess boxing, hey, it's the wave of the future. Do you think either of these are good additions to the Huntsman World Senior Games? Mm, probably not. You're saying no on that. As a former insurance adjuster, yeah. you're saying no. No. All right, all right. You got time for one more? I do. Okay, this is an interesting one. This is a fun one. It's called Kabaddi. Do you play Kabaddi? No. Oh, you don't? I've never heard of it Oh, you haven't? Okay, well, let's talk for just a minute about Kabaddi. Kabaddi originated in India, and it's actually the national sport of Bangladesh and a few Indian states. It is also played extensively in Pakistan. It's part of Southeast Asia. And strangely enough, for some reason, it's played in Peebles, Scotland. I don't, I don't know how Scotland jumped into the mix, but there they are. This game is played. Listen to this. It's very simple. The game is played by two opposing teams, and the aim is to score more points than the other team. Okay. That sounds easy, right? Yeah, easy. So let me tell you how to score points. To score points, a team will send what they call a raider. The raider goes into the opposing team section of the court. While there, the raider will attempt to tag as many of the opposing team with his arms or legs. So it's flailing. Arms and legs are flailing, right? The more players who are tagged, the more points are scored. Okay. So that sounds easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Wrong. It's not. The Raider must not take another breath while in the opponent's court. (laughs) And to prove that he or she hasn't and isn't breathing, they have to chant, Kabaddi, 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 without a break. Hence the name. Oh, my goodness. It it gets more complicated. If the opposing team manages to trap the Raider before they can escape back to their side and take a breath, that player is out. Oh, (laughs) Sounds like fun, doesn't it? So the result is a noisy, fast-paced game filled with movement, skill, and stamina. What do you think? Addition to the games? 
Probably not. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on, shall that we? That is so crazy, fun, Kyle. Fun, fun stuff. Fun stuff. We're going to talk for just a minute to round us out about a, a wellness topic. I want to ask you this question, Lil, okay. and I think I already know the answer. But if you were to describe your general body temperature in one word, oh. what would that be? Freezing. Freezing. Okay, cold. So, listen, it's it, it's normal to start shivering when you forget to wear your jacket right. on a chilly day or forget to, you know, dress appropriately. You want to bundle up in a blanket or a yeah. space heater in the middle of winter. But if you're feeling cold for what seems like no reason at all and everyone around you seems to be perfectly fine, <laughs> it might be time to ask yourself what's really going on with your body, right? Yeah. So, I found this article in Men's Health. It's called Seven Reasons You Might Be Feeling Cold All the Time. We're not going to touch all seven of Okay. Uh, but well, let's touch on a couple of them, all right? Okay. The first uh, thing to consider is poor blood flow. Okay. Poor circulation. Where circulation is hindered, blood is restricted from reaching the parts of the body furthest from the heart, like your nose, your toes, your hands. Mm-hmm. That results in coldness. So to increase blood circulation, you might try a light exercise, going for a walk, wearing compression socks. Maybe a massage could work as well. Mm. Of course, putting on more layers can help as well. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Gardner, physician assistant, at Samaritan Health Service says, in general, if you feel numbness or tingling or your fingers or toes turn white or blue, these could be signs of something more serious and you should talk to your primary care provider. Blood Poor blood circulation isn't necessarily the condition itself, but it stems from several other health issues causing your body to be cold. Here are some uh, a, a couple of the most common health issues that may be making you feel cold all the time. The first one is anemia. Mm. So you know what that is. I do. Anemia is a condition where the body doesn't have enough healthy red blood cells mm-hmm. that are required to carry adequate oxygen to the body's tissues. It's typically caused by an iron deficiency. Mm. And uh, iron, as we know, is a vital mineral in the body that largely contributes to the production of red blood cells. Along with fatigue and weakness, one common symptom is coldness in the hands and the feet. If your body's lacking iron, it won't have the energy that it needs to keep you warm. So luckily, it's an easy fix. And for most of us, we can get iron in our diet through meat, leafy greens, nuts, and beans. Iron supplements can also be a solution, but first check with your doctor if you suspect that you're anemic. You can get blood tests that determine whether you are, and from there you can discuss what the next steps are. But if your hands and feet are always cold, anemia could be the solution. Here's another one, lack of sleep. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we always talk about lack of sleep and lack of uh, flexibility, right? Right. In uh, in those orders usually, but uh, so nothing good usually comes from skipping out on right. your sleep. We know that it's connected to so many mm-hmm. health issues. It may be though the reason that you're feeling chilly, believe it or huh. not, because sleep is essential for regulating the body's temperature. Sleep deprivation affects so many systems in our body, including our regulatory mechanisms in our brain. That's what the experts say. When we lack sleep, our metabolism slows and can also we can also experience reduced activity in the hypothalamus, which is a part of the brain that controls body temperature. So one more great reason yeah. why we need to be getting our sleep. That's super, super important. I got one more for you. Okay. And that is just the actual um, reality of aging. 
Right? That happens to all of us. Yes, I'm not it does. I'm not having a pointed conversation <laughs> with you, Lil. We I all think you are. We are, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, you know, although um there might be other serious causes right. for why we're always feeling cold, it could just simply be related to aging. Studies show that as we age we experience lower body temperatures due to a loss of thermal regulation, which is the process that allows your body to maintain its core internal temperature. As ma- muscle mass decreases and skin and tissue thin we may feel cold more intensely than we did when we were younger and it just might be the reality of what we're dealing with so few things to think about if you're experiencing cold you know we're coming out of winter coming into spring some of us uh you know especially in the southwest of the united states we're coming into our summer even so if you're still cold a couple of things for you to think about so i mentioned earlier lil registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games, it is open. It is. It is open. You can check out all the schedules, the rules, the dates, as well as our COVID-19 plan that we have put together that's going to help keep mm-hmm. us all safe. You can find all of that at SeniorGames.net. You can also register for the games at SeniorGames.net. Very easy to do. Yeah. Very secure. SeniorGames.net. Click on that register button. Get yourself registered for one or more of our 35 sports. But while you're there, take a minute and check out some of the great content that we have there Mm -hmm. we've got regular health and wellness blog posts really interesting stuff helpful stuff we've got access to our living your best life webinar series where we visit with experts about you know again a variety of ways that can help us all live our very best life really just a a, just a a plethora of information on active aging and and how to go about it the right way so check that out once again seniorgames.net remember to tune in live next and every thursday at 5 30 p.m mountain time on am 1450 or fm 93.1 for the huntsman world senior games active life we take this live show we turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found if you have a favorite player itunes google play overcast uh stitcher wherever it is that you listen to your podcast you can subscribe to us there If you happen to be listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating. Mm -hmm. Write a quick review. One of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. There you can find, you know, again, that's another place where you can find a ton of podcasts. But Mm -hmm. at podchaser.com slash the active life, you can give us a review, write a rating. Maybe we'll read your review on the air. Yeah. So check that out. You can find this as well as previous episodes right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out again Today's inspirational thought comes from Helen Keller. She says, The most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Until next Thursday, stay active.